Welcome back, everyone, to the Lovely Travels podcast, where we talk about all things travel and adventure. My name is Emma Lovell. I'm your host, and here with me is my co-host, Darius. Hello. I am also a host. <laughs> you are. Sorry. <laughs> it's like, I'm a host too, you know. No, I think you said it. I just wanted to introduce myself. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I, I call him co-pilot, co-host, hosty man. The host with the most. Call me that. I've got the most. Anywho, we're here today to talk about Netherlands. The Netherlands. Netherlands. Goedemiddag, dear Netherlandians. And it is country number 39 on Emma's list of UN-recognised countries and the country's order that I visited, so... Mm -hmm. The 39th country I went to. I'm, I'm a bit um, out of whack with my numbers, so I'll have to double-check that because I stuffed some things up. But I, I've been to 64 countries and of those, 57 are UN-recognised. So I sort of have two lists running. So anyway, I'm and sure the audience three is super Three lists because you also need to remember the order or whatever. Yes, so I have to remember the two, like, you know, and so some countries like Scotland – and uh, Hong Kong don't count, but I'm like still want to talk about them. So they are. Um, Sorry, Scotland and Hong Kong. Yeah. Just didn't make the UN cut. But Netherlands did. And Netherlands you and I, did. You and I have both been there. That's why we're both here on the episode. And in yep. fact, the first time that I ever went there was with you, Darius. Oh, was that your first time? Yes. In 2013, That's- you took me to Amsterdam. To Amsterdam. And uh, I had been reluctant to go. I went uh, in 2006, I lived in the UK and it was just, it just felt like everybody who first time goes to Europe goes to Amsterdam. And a large reason I felt for that is because it's a pretty uh, liberal place and the, the, the drugs and the sex are quite welcome. And yep. I was like, I'm not into that. And I'm more than traveling, I'm more sophisticated than that. What I didn't realise or, or what I didn't care to pay attention to was that Amsterdam is a very cultural city. <laughs> Turns um, out you're just as sophisticated as the rest of us. I am and I did all the things. No, but I, I did do all the things. But I, <laughs> no, the, the, the Netherlands is a whole country as well. It's not just Amsterdam. Um, but like many places, people go to the capital city first. So yeah. is Amsterdam the capital um, it is the capital of the Netherlands, um, okay. but the, the seat of parliament and all the courts and stuff are in, in The Hague, okay. Den Haag. Yeah, so and clearly when I go to countries, I do heaps of research. But no, and especially when I'm going with someone. So why did we go to Amsterdam together, Darius? Um, we went there to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, okay, but maybe like... <laughs> Maybe um, sort of I'm uh, alluding to your proximity to Amsterdam. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Well, we <laughs> went the there because in it's... general. No, we, 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 went, we went there because it was convenient. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we have no interest whatsoever in the cultural significance or anything in, other than it is quite easy by train from Darius's house. Yeah, no. So just, just where I live or lived... Um, I still live there. Um, Dusseldorf and Neuss is very close to 
the Dutch border, like maybe like 50 kilometers, so like half an hour drive or something. Um, and it's it's just easy to get there and it's, you know, it's still even living here so long, it's still always a bit of a spin out like you cross an imaginary line and all of a sudden they're, you know, eating fricandle and, and, and speaking Dutch. And there's a hell of a lot of windmills. There's a lot of windmills. Um, you Jeez, you, I'm trying to squeeze in facts, but you just keep starting new <laughs> topics all the time. No, back to Amsterdam. We'll get to the windmills. Okay. I know that's why everyone's listening, really. <laughs> they do. They're, they're here for the clogs. They're here for the windmills. Uh, it's funny. My best friend um, and a girl that we went to high school with, Marika, is uh, shout out from- to Marika. <laughs> She's definitely not listening. I love her to death. What? She won't listen. Um, Marika Miki is her family is Dutch, and so basically anything that comes up about the Netherlands uh, or Dutch culture, you have to talk to Marika about. So I think I spent the three days we were there just sending her photos of clogs because I was just so excited. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, whenever we see clogs, she's pretty excited too. But, um, yeah, no, I, I get- wanted to go and so we caught the train and we yep. had a few days there and you had been before. So I had been before. I've guide. been quite a few times and the thing about visiting Amsterdam multiple times is that you cannot seem to remember like which order and what exactly happened. Um, <laughs> must be something in the air. Yeah. Uh, but crazy. no, I, 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 I love Amsterdam. It's, it's, it's a great city. Like um, I love the Dutch. It's, it's, it's a, it's a not so secret dream of mine to live in the Netherlands at one stage. Um and I think Which it's is a, not an impossible dream, considering. Not at all. Um, it's it's pretty pretty achievable. I just got to learn Dutch, I guess. So they speak excellent English. They do speak excellent English, um, but still, I feel like, and Dutch is like a mixture of German and English anyway. Uh, it's pretty so full probably on. pretty easy. Well, it's it's a bit a bit throaty, but like <laughs> quite throaty. <laughs> No, it's 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 Amsterdam's a it's a fun city, and I I feel like you know even though it is such a popular tourist destination, um, it doesn't feel so touristy. I don't know. Maybe that's there's a few spots that are, but I yeah. think that there's a lot of locals living there who don't seem to have a terrible problem with it because and yeah. who enjoy the city in the same way. So, like, um, you know, we went together to the Rijksmuseum, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. It looks a bit like one of the Hogwarts buildings, very beautiful building. And yeah, great museum that, like, documents sort of the, the history of the Netherlands through art and culture. Yeah, lots of art going on. So the second time I went, I went to the Van Gogh Museum. Mm-hmm. They actually say they're Van, Van Gogh is how Van they Gogh. say it. Yeah. Yeah. That was beautiful, really well laid out. I mean, I love his work anyway. Um, so just absolutely beautifully laid out and so interesting. So, yeah, definitely a museum when you're in Amsterdam. Is definitely a, a museum. And yeah. uh, my top tip is also to visit every single souvenir shop there is uh, because there's a lot. And um, I think Darius they, will agree that it was quite a thrill. The the thing that I agree to is that they all sell the exact same stuff, <laughs> uh, just displayed slightly differently. Um, but I was compelled yeah. to go in every time we pass one. I was like, but it might be different. 
And it is kind of fun. Like, I understand. It did get a little bit frustrating. It was fun. It did get frustrating, but it was fun. Um, And, you know, they have samples of cheeses. They do. And we have one of my favourite photos of travel photos of all time, the cover photo for this episode, which is us hugging giant wheels of cheese. (laughs) Such a moment. Such a moment. Um, No, it's it's pretty fun to do. Um, what else did we do in Amsterdam? We paid $19 per drink and promptly went home. That's um, true. Ended uh, the night. Nothing, red light district. Nothing. Went to the red light district. It's a, it's, it is as it says. It's red and there's lights and there's glass <laughs> windows with ladies in them. And it's all, to me it was all terribly quite sad. And so then we were like, let's get a drink. And... Um, yeah, top tip, don't go to the red light district for a drink because $19 per scotch and I it's expensive. thought that was crazy. It might, look, it might be due to your expensive taste, drinking only the finest single malts. It wasn't the uh, finest single malt. It was the cheapest one on the menu and it was a rip-off. <laughs> but we, we, it must be the red light district because the last time I went to Amsterdam, which was – last year in early last year sometime um we went out for dinner and we had a uh a a, a glass skull like probably like true size glass skull full of espresso martini um which and like martini sounds dainty but this was like a bucket of espresso martini and it was cheap it was like 25 euros or something That's is that cheap? <laughs> I don't know. Twenty five euros. That's pretty cheap. I guess. I guess like forty dollars for a bucket. It's pretty cheap, considering we paid forty dollars for two glasses. So yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just gonna but... close the window. Keep talking. <laughs> have only seen as I've been to Amsterdam twice and I went to another place but have mm-hmm. you been to other places in the Netherlands yeah um just because you know living so close um it's it's nice if you you know like what are we going to do on the weekend and we're like well let's drive to the Netherlands <laughs> and I've been to in no particular order um you know all the all the cities that are close to the German border like Fenlo and Hoimont and Nijmegen, Eindhoven, Utrecht. Uh, been to Rotterdam, been to Amsterdam. All the dams. And some other places, all the dams. What does um, dam mean? Does it mean city or something? I'm pretty sure it is like a dam because, you know, the Netherlands are mostly, uh, geographically, most of it is below sea level, so they needed to build a lot of dams. Nice fact you slipped in there, Darius. <laughs> I didn't even research that one. That is just common sense. <laughs> no, yes, there are a lot of canals in Amsterdam, a lot of water. Yeah. What a watery place. Uh, did you know, Emma, the Netherlands has the highest English proficiency in the world? It doesn't surprise me because, as I said to you before, the Dutch speak excellent English. Yeah. Really even, good. It's, it's, it's even even higher than Australia, it says here. That's a bit ridiculous. No, it doesn't say that. <laughs> You're just trying to roll me up. Um, <laughs> I'd like.
like to go to Rotterdam. Is there any highlights from there? Oh, is there ever? Uh, the um, the container terminal is is my personal highlight. Is that because you're um, there for work? No, it's just a massive container terminal. Um, and it's 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 look, it might not sound as exciting as, as I'm making it out to be, but when you see the like scope and the amount of shit just being shipped all over the world, <laughs> uh, it boggles the mind. But no, no, um, the Netherlands is uh, has some of the biggest freight companies in the world, so it's pretty crazy. Well, it's, it, a t- it's a tiny country, really, but they're they're big old import exporters. Yeah, definitely, and you know a lot of the history and cultural uh, culture is is based around that. You know, they have heaps of colonies and um, you know quite a wealthy country considering its size and and lack of dry ground. Um, <laughs> That's why they had to go find other places. They they tried to get Australia, Van Diemen's Land, it would have been called, but yeah. Mr. Cook came along and um, said, nah, we'll take it from here, mister. But didn't the Dutch just, like, sail past it and were like, nah, I don't want this one? I thought they came here for a bit and then they were like, did they, was it Tasmania they were at first? Wherever they were, it was like, this, so. we can't do anything with this land. It's dry and we can't plant here. We shall leave. And plus I don't think they realised quite how big it was. Really missed the the boat on that one. Mm. Anywho, we're not here to talk about Australia. (laughs) Second biggest, no, the Netherlands is the world's second biggest beer exporter. Um, What are their beers? The Heineken? Heineken. Heineken is in Amsterdam. We can go to the factory do yeah, there's the Heineken beer experience or the Heineken experience. I've done it. Um, it's okay. You get like free Heineken. It's not free because you have to pay to get in. But like, <laughs> look, it's it's not the nicest beer. It's it's you know industrial made stuff. But there's lots of other good Dutch beers. Is Carlsberg um, from there. Don't think so. Um, hmm. Don't think so. We should look that up. Anywho, um, speaking of beer, um, let's talk about some of the food from the Netherlands. We have a mutual favourite food. (laughs) A mutual favourite food outlet. Yes. Darius introduced me on our first trip very delightedly to Fibo. Fibo. Um, Do do you want to explain it or should I explain it? Uh, I explain it. They are... It's like a vending machine but for hot food. And so there's this wall of little plastic little boxes and you walk up to the little plastic box and you pull out a cheeseburger or french fries or some little, like, croquettes. (laughs) And you just get these little hot snacks. It's just perfect Mm -hmm. when it's freezing and you're walking around um, a European city. Or well, when you're really snack. baked and you don't want to talk to anyone. <laughs> yeah, each their own. Um, <laughs> but it was super fun. It was like great novelty. But and and surprisingly, for a food coming out of a plastic box, it doesn't taste terrible. It no, tastes good. Um, tastes good. It's it's. Um, I, I don't know why it hasn't taken off in other countries. I think they have it in Japan. I think it came from Japan. Feels like a Japanese thing. We're in uncharted facts territory now. <laughs> um, and the Japanese have very uh, wonderful um, 
vending machines where you can get pretty much anything. But we are not talking about Japan today. That is that is no, a future episode. Uh, so um, other Dutch food. I mean, there's Dutch pancakes. I'm not a super fan of them. They're kind of like a novelty at markets. Little, um, just tiny little pancakes with sugar on them. Poffertjes. Oh uh, yeah, I liked the fries. You get fries with mayonnaise. Ah, uh, me too. Or with hollandaise. Get it? The hollandaise is a different sauce. It's like a butter and egg based emulsion. So good. Which I guess mayonnaise is similar, but it's not. It's made with oil rather than butter. Okay, Mr. Chef Man. But, um, yeah, no, I, I liked the fries. That was good. I like fries anyway. That's pretty good. Um, and then there's these, like, um, cafes, but you don't really go there for cafe. The coffee Only for shops? Cafes? Coffee shops, yes. But <laughs> coffee shops, in inverted Coffee shops. Yeah, so, which yeah. is the... the um, you know the, the the places where you can where you can buy cannabis. Yeah, so we did partake in a coffee shop. It was my first time. So I went with a trusted friend, and uh, you yeah, tried the devil's lettuce. I did, but I thought it was. Um, I, I said to you, I thought it was broken. I didn't think it was working. I was having quite a giggle at one point, but uh, and then you you said, you know. Yeah, hi. And I said, <laughs> and then I got all, and then I, it kind of snapped back to reality. I was like, no, I was laughing harder than this at my own joke after one beer two nights ago. Nope, nope, it's broken. It doesn't work. So I denied the effects. But um, you know, look, it's probably a bit hard to gauge when you're a happy go lucky scamp such as yourself. <laughs> yeah. Just high on life all the time. Oh, uh, um, yeah, sitting here in a rainbow shirt, psychedelic, loving my life. But, yeah, look, for people who are people who like myself were originally turned off by that, it's not all about that at all. It's you barely no. notice that. If you would like to partake, sure, if, but it's it's certainly not noticeable and we, it doesn't affect the experience if you don't want to do and, that. And, you know, that's part of what I, like, find so cool about the Netherlands is that you know, they have these places where you can, you know, if you want to get high, you can go there and buy some buy some weed. But, like, it's not treated as a novelty. Like, it's, it's you know, it's it's just, um, it's just there and, um, you know, each to their own sort of thing, um, which, yeah, I really like the sort of laid back and, and, and open nature of it. Yeah. We also went to a sex museum, which I forgot, and you reminded me of. <laughs> it's clearly, yeah. it's, clearly, it's a highlight. Ah, <laughs> uh, look, it's a bit of, probably a bit of a tourist trap. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's more. It's just. Um, I mean, you see probably more fun. again saying Japanese. Like I went to a, there was an art exhibition, and they they have very graphic drawings and things like that. Right. So it was like you probably see the same thing. It was, um, yeah, it's okay. The sex museums and there's a few in Amsterdam. Like it is, it's fun. Like it's not, you know, it's not the beacon of of, of science um, that other museums might be. But you know, it's pretty easy to to just go there and have a giggle, and it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. And there's look, and these are the things that some places are known for. But um, it's funny that speaking about these things, my next trip was quite different to that trip because on my next trip, I went to visit my 80 year old friend, Betsy. 
in her hometown of Brivort. And um, it was, yeah, completely delightful. And how, how did you meet an 80 year old Dutch lady, Emma? Well, I met her when she was 77. So um, in 2014, I went to Vietnam as a tour guide or tour leader for mm-hmm. a charity called Plan Netherlands, Plan Nederland. Mm-hmm. And I took 32 Dutch women cycling through Vietnam, which was uh, one of my great That's life a- challenges. <laughs> <laughs> On my bucket list. Um, more, 32 more. Dutch women's on bikes. Yeah, the, the the cycling, you know, riding 100Ks, give it to me any day. Trying to manage the expectations of 32 Dutch women, I will pass hard <laughs> on that. They are <laughs> delightful in the end, but uh, they are, they will, if they don't like something, the Dutch are pretty straight down the line and they do yep. not mince their words and if they don't like something, they will tell you. Um, so I had that times many <laughs> i got yep. a lovely report at the end of the first day of all the things that were not <laughs> to satisfaction i was like mm-hmm. Did they like you though or were they just like they weren't unimpressed sure my, with the general situation i think there was a little confusion unfortunately and it was probably some of the pre stuff like they had done a lot of a lot of training as a group they they did a really mm. awesome job they raised a lot of money i was super impressed with them all raised yeah. a lot of money and they did a lot of training together as a group and so they'd sort of planned Netherlands have really like fostered this sort of you're our group. And, yep. But they had bought the trip from the Australian company and it was always part of it that they were going to send us and we are the oh. tour managers. And so my job is to liaise really the charity representatives by that point are just there for the day of the charity visits. So we did actually go yep. and see the projects they were supporting. Mm-hmm. Um, my job is to liaise with the charity makes sure everything like logistically runs okay to liaise with the Vietnamese guides and make sure that they're providing the cycling and providing the, the cultural experience they're supposed to. And then just to make sure that the team feels like together and motivated and encouraged. So I'm sort of, mm. yeah, the manager and the, the cheerleader for them all. Mm-hmm. So, but because they had their, also their liaison there, they were used to kind of talking to their Dutch kind of representatives and then you know there's like language barrier times three there there's English, right. Dutch, Vietnamese. Unfortunately the Vietnamese guides were not the best I'd ever had. And mm. actually they a couple of them were really probably not fit enough to be keeping up with the women. Um, right. and they hadn't I don't think they'd wrecked the trip properly. Right. Like they were just just some challenge after challenge after challenge. So I really had right. to like stamp it- my leadership <laughs> sort of uh, it sounds like your 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 job as a manager and ultimately a, a buffer zone of, of like you're acting like a volvo in that situation and just crumpling <laughs> at the right places um <laughs> yeah just just take it all and sob in my room later as the door yeah, closes yeah. so you're like yes yes good night good night and then i close the door and be like <laughs> cry to my boyfriend on the phone for 10 minutes as I caught the end of the Australian day and then do it all again. But the crazy thing was like I did form these beautiful, like we're on bikes for eight hours a day, we're on buses for like four or five hours sometimes and you yeah. do get to speak to these people. And I just, this this lady Betsy was freaking incredible. Like with the age group was from like 20 to 77, 77-year-old 77 right. and just her attitude 
her ability, her outlook on life. She was a delight. And we just, you know, I just don't believe, I think age is such a number and we just had this connection. Like when I had to say goodbye to her on the last day, just like sobbed, hugging each other. Like she's just such Mm. a special person. And um, I mean, the last night was pretty incredible. We took them all out. The big thing in Asia is karaoke. And they're like, oh, karaoke, mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know, because I think the karaoke bars they have in Europe are different. They're more like the American style where one person sings in front of the whole bar. Whereas yeah. in Asia, and we, because of being close to Asia and Australia, have that type of karaoke too where you have a small room for your group and yeah. it's private. And so, you know, I was like, come on, come on, just come and do it. So I've got these 32 Dutch women in a room and uh, usually, you know, you still have one person sing at a time and everybody sits around and and watches and the person sings. No, 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 not these ladies. (laughs) One, (laughs) I was just putting on songs that I thought I hope everybody knows and they were all just crowding around the mic and just screaming into the mic, (laughs) karaoke mosh pit. (laughs) And uh, one of the ladies came and sat next to me and she's like, so, like, when we started the trip, like, did you think, you know, this is how it would go? And I'm like, <laughs> honestly, I can say, like, you women have surprised me consistently. Like, I am just yeah. totally blown away. No, I did not expect this. And I'm like, I'm loving it. I'm loving <laughs> it. But I'm like, I've, yeah, just didn't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. And you keep surprising me. And I'm still in contact with a lot of them. They're beautiful. And I, I had the fortune of when I went back to, to the Netherlands. So I went and stayed with Betsy and then we went to Amsterdam for a couple of nights as well. Mm. And uh, they organized a reunion. And oh, so I got to nice. See, yeah. I got to see about like 15 or, or so of them. And yeah, it was three years later and they were just, it was just beautiful. So, yeah, and I'll be able to catch up. You know, I've now got like all these houses in. I could basically do a like tour around the Netherlands to oh, stay with awesome. them all. But going to Betsy's house was amazing. Like she. Yeah, yeah. sorry about the, the the detour, but tell us more about your um when you visited Betsy. Now we know that. Yeah, sorry. We know yeah, how you know. Pretty that. cool story, but um, yeah. Well, I I actually came to see you. I you probably don't remember. It's end of two thousand seventeen. And so you put me on a train in Dusseldorf and I got off the train in Brudevort and as I got there I sort of realised, oh, my God, I'm going to see Betsy again. And, like, we said we wanted to see each other and I wrote a little thing, meeting Betsy again. Here you go. I said, as we arrived to Alton, it dawned on me how significant this trip was after talking to Betsy for more than three years about coming to, I called it Holland, to the Netherlands. To visit, I was almost there. Sometimes you meet someone and instantly you know they're they're a friend for life. And this was the case with Betsy on our Cycle for Girls trip in Vietnam 2014. I knew she'd be waiting for me and I knew I'd probably cry as the emotion built and the train pulled in. I got off the train with the crowd and straight away I saw a bright blue jacket and that lovely silver hair. Mm. (laughs) And she just was there like smiling and you know, it's Betsy, Emma. <laughs> and she took me to her home. It was cold, um, but it was so cosy. She got this big, beautiful home and her garden. And she told me all about the garden. And she said, mm. I like to sit in my garden under my oak tree with a glass of red wine in the evening. And when you come to my home, we will do this. And, and we did. 
and to, awesome. sit, to hear all about the oak tree and then to sit under it and um yeah, she's amazing. She does painting for fun and she sent mm-hmm. me some of her paintings and she always writes like a beautiful letter on the back. Um, it's just cool. Like it's just it's just such a different generation and such a beautiful way of connecting. But the cool yeah. thing as well about her house is that she actually lives across the road from the house that she grew up in. Because mm. um, she is now 83, she was mm. alive in the time of the war, mm. World War II. So at the end of World War II, as it was coming to an end, they actually went to their neighbour's house, which is now the house that she lives in, mm. and they lived in the uh, pantry, like the, what would you call under the basement pantry? Basement, yeah. Yeah, for three weeks. So wow. the neighbour's family who lived in the house at the time and her family, overnight they slept in there. And then yeah. in the day they would come up and she said that the German soldier in the street was quite nice to them and she doesn't really mm. have any terrible memories of it. But, yeah. like, you know, she was pretty crazy. And, like, so I went down into that little pantry, into that little basement, and that's where, like, you know, I think eight or nine people slept to be wow. safe at the end of World War Two. So talking, like, 1945, yeah. 46, yeah. So... And then the even crazier thing is, like, I hadn't gone with you on our trip, but uh, she asked me what I wanted to do or to do something new and different, so we actually went to the Anne Frank house. Mm. For anyone who doesn't know, Anne Frank uh, lived in Amsterdam. She was a Jewish little girl and her family lived in the attic of a house. They were kept there secretly um, during World War II and she wrote diaries. Anne Frank's diary is very famous now. Yeah, so, Ju- yeah, Jewish Jewish girl hiding from the Nazis, right? Yeah. So yeah. She, she wrote very vividly and frankly about the what was happening. And so we went to the house and all through the house and they've got all this history about it and I just like out of respect because I was with her, you know, my friend Betsy who'd lived in that time, I was like I tried to keep mm-hmm. it together. I was like I've wanted to cry. <laughs> I was like it was so full on. Mm. I was like keep it together. Um, you know, have respect for being here and all that. And I bought a little, I bought a journal actually from there and I bought Anne Frank's story. I still haven't brought myself to read it because I know I'm just going to mm. be full on, but I will. And we got outside and Betsy turned to me and she said, I know. And I hugged her and I just sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. And she was like, I know, I know it's terrible. Mm. I know. And just to share that with someone who lived it. But like, she's like, she said, we didn't know. We didn't. We yeah. knew it was bad, but we didn't know the extent of this stuff that was happening in our country. And I was kind of far away from that. And so yeah. she said, "It's yeah. still hard for her to see that." Such a such a different time in terms of communication, and like you know, you could literally have no idea what was happening, like a couple of kilometers away, because unless someone came and told you, or you got the paper, um, you know, you wouldn't wouldn't have an idea. It was amazing to think what was. What was going on, yeah. Yeah, so there's probably a lot of healing and and sadness and hardship after, you know, going like, wow, I was doing this over here and that was happening over there. So it was really a a treat to get to share that with her um, and for her to share so openly with me and 
I just treasure mm. that. So, look, it's not easy doing those things, but I think it's important. And if you get the chance, I would highly recommend going to the house. And yeah, I've, I've on one of my trips, I've been to the been to the Anne Frank house, um, and it's 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 amazing how like they renovated a few years ago. Um, and I went before the renovation, but like the queues are immense. Um, mm. If you're going, um, like make sure you book ahead. So you get like a easy entry and stuff. And all of the museums in Amsterdam now have that like you can book online. It's really clever. Another great uh, museum to visit in Amsterdam is the Stedelijk, uh, which is like a design, um, you know, a design museum and modern art and design. That's a really good one. I can recommend that. Artfully, and the National Maritime Museum has a seafaring culture. The uh, you know they've got quite a few interesting bits of information about the old boats. Yeah, and when I was there with Betsy, we did a canal boat tour, and so she was really lovely. Like she wanted ah. to make sure I did different things. So yeah, um, yeah, we went on the canals, and it was just so nice. Like they they're really good. They have like an audio tour yeah, guide yeah. and. It's just a nice way to like. It's lovely to walk around the city, but uh, to also it's, to to see the city from the water. It's yeah, just it's there. it's, and and I I feel like you can do the you know when you walk out of the main train station, there's as you walk into the city on the left hand side, there's a little wharf where all the tour boats go from, and there are some go for an hour, some go for a little bit longer, but it's you know it's definitely worth it uh, just mm. to see the city from that angle. Um, it's. I would also, you could also almost open with that as a tour and just get your bearings a little bit and see what, what's around and where you want to visit. Yeah, get a bit um, of history. It is like the canals, all the streets, it's quite easy to get a little bit lost because the streets and the canal crossings, the bridges, you're like, I swear we were on this bridge before. And you're like, no, no, different yeah. bridge, but they look very similar, all very charming. I did want to ride a bike because, you know, the Dutch love riding bikes, but Darius persuaded me. Otherwise, they take their bike riding quite seriously. <laughs> Very seriously. And look, if I was to visit now, I would ride a bike when I'm there for sure because I've, you know, in the last few years I've been getting into bike riding and I ride quite a bit, so it wouldn't worry me as much. But at the time, I was not a very proficient cyclist. Um, yeah, and, it's and they're scary. like, they, that's their, like, mode of transport. They That's how they get around. And so they are flying and they do not like you standing on in their bike fact, paths. <laughs> in the Netherlands, there are more bikes than there are people in. <laughs> Why do they need more bikes than people? I Three think a lot of them bike. like get stolen and thrown in the canal and stuff like that. <laughs> so like, oh, actually, well, actually yeah. one of my trips to Amsterdam, I witnessed a like a small barge like dragging hooks behind it and just fishing crap out of the canals, like bits of fence and bikes <laughs> and like doors and I don't know. It was it was quite bizarre to watch like what ends up in the canal in a big city like that. Well, I'm glad I did get to live my bike riding dream, not not in Amsterdam but in the Netherlands. Um, Betsy mm. still bike rides and she took me yep. down to town, down to Breda Voort, um, to her beautiful little town it's very historic we went into like a little museum of what a what a house would have looked like and there a lot of bookshops they're famous they used to have honesty bookstores as they're famous for that yeah. so 
you go and you take a book and you bring it back. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I have one of my favourite photos. I'll definitely put it up um, along with this uh, when I put them up on Instagram. But one of my favourite photos of all time that I took was we were riding along and we rode down this corridor of trees and it was because it was November, they were all turning all orange and yellow mm. and just this beautiful natural corridor and I just stopped on the bike and took a photo and it was just charming. It was so nice to have that, just something simple, you know, and sometimes the things that you love the most when you visit a country are just such a simple thing like going for a bike ride and yeah. looking around at the countryside. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah, and and and, and bike riding is is definitely a thing in the Netherlands. They have amazing bike based infrastructure, and you know a lot of cities, um, you know, all, like almost outlaw cars, or they're like just not welcome in the city. And there's no need. They have like electric buses and bike paths and giant bike uh, parking buildings and stuff. It's just top notch. And it's very flat. So pretty easy. It is very flat. It is very flat. flat. I can't I th- believe we've gone all this way without mentioning windmills, Emma. No, no, we mentioned them early on. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, I yes, I had I had challenged you on it. Th- I asked why windmills? Why does Holland not Holland? Yeah. Oh, naughty me. It's not called Holland. Holland is part of the Netherlands. It's called the Netherlands. People the na- the they Netherlands. are Dutch people from the Netherlands. Holland does not exist well it does but it not does it's a state <laughs> <laughs> really messing um, with people. no why windmills um why? i originally thought it was for green turns out it was to pump the water out as as we mentioned uh the netherlands isn't just flat it's also very low which is um you know and they needed to 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 pump the water out to get to get dry land which is what the windmills were used for. There you go. So if you like windmills, if you like bikes, if you like... And civil engineering. If you like uh, little plastic boxes full of food, Netherlands is the place for you. Highly recommend. Definitely worth a visit. We'll both be going back, I'm sure, probably together. Um, Six out of seven travel stars. I don't know if we're going to rate the countries. I did ask some of that a question in my group the other day. I was like, what's the best country? And I only got two people responding. I'm like, oh, I feel like people are like, oh, I don't think we can say the best. Um, but anyway, it was, a, it was a wonderful trip and a great one to share together. So until next yeah. time, people, um, I'm not entirely sure what's coming up next, so you'll just have to stay tuned. It could be, could be about my hometown, Gold Coast, or we could, Gold Coast. We could be having a special guest on. TBA, TBA, whoever I can get on the phone this week. So stay tuned. I'll plug it coming up. Yeah. Um, everyone, thank you for listening. Um, Wait, visit you know us. the drill, guys. You know the drill. All the lovely travels. All the lovely travels, yeah. Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. Uh, no Pinterest. GeoCities, <laughs> Yahoo, no, Social, Google+, uh, Twitter, um, okay, two of those YouTube, are correct. Just search Lovely Travels. Um, Visit the show TikTok, notes. <laughs> Visit the show um, notes for all the ways to contact us. Snapchat. Oh, we're going to let um, you go now. 
Okay. No, thank you for listening, everyone. Uh, get in touch. Look forward to hearing from you. Um, thank you for listening and talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.